I am uh, Dave Leach, one of the directors of John Wick. And I'm Chad Stahelski, the other director of John Wick. We're um, going to guide you through the director's commentary today. The director's... Oh, look at this, the uh, uh, Thunder Road logo. Yep, roller coasters, because it's going to be a big ride. <laughs> this is our first commentary, so bear with us. Um, here you're going to hear a radio broadcast, which was sort of a last second addition to sort of um, give a little scope to the world and make you feel like you're sort of in this urban environment. It was fun. It's kind of like what we're doing now, giving scope yeah. to the world. Filling in those dead spots. Oh! Shit. Yeah, that was a one take, if I remember. Yeah, we only had one uh, SUV left. Yeah, the stunt team wasn't too happy about that. Reeves looks good. He looks good beat up. This is our introduction to Keanu Reeves, who we've uh, worked with over the last 10 years. Yeah, he's great. Uh, what you don't see right now is when you see him breathe, it was about 38 degrees out right before Christmas in, uh, what was it, N at the uh, Brooklyn Naval Yard. Yeah. And he's uh, borderline hypothermic right now. <laughs> A couple of those inserts were done, um, even know, like, when it was colder. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then we did a couple in LA. You'd never know. You know, we added more blood. Yeah. Actually, uh, when he holds his shirt, oh, yeah. okay. he's going to sleep. Are you still filming? Um, yep, we're still filming. It's also our intro to Bridget Monahan, who plays John's wife in this, who's uh, a fantastic actress, who we were very fortunate to uh, to get just for two days worth of work. So we had a couple incarnations of that beginning. We actually went all the way through the vet's office, and then we felt it was a little bit more dramatic to leave um, some mystery to who John is and uh, what's going on. This looks great on the DVD. The colors are awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to buy the DVD. Yeah. Wow. You guys have apparently already bought it. This is a real house in the uh, suburbs of New York. Mm. Beautiful place, but that bookshelf is a, the, a prop piece. Yep. And the, the owners of this house, you know, they were all excited. Hey, we're going to do a big Hollywood movie. This is going to be great. And then, like, Until when we you brought see... in the 200 people. <laughs> when you roll in a crew and they see what you're doing to their house, they're just like, what? So the idea here was to try and get uh, as much pertinent backstory into our, our man John's life uh, and still keep the pacing going. So we kind of used some of these... Um, flashbacks of John being and falling in love and the, the tragedy that befalls Helen, his wife. You know, a lot of this sort of <clears throat> nonverbal storytelling was like what we responded to in the script, in Derek Kolstad's script. It was sort of really minimal. And um, we just had a lock on the visuals of it just by reading the, yeah, reading the well, script. So it just jumped off the page at us. A lot of assassins or assassin revenge stories don't start off with a guy in pajama bottoms. And losing his wife, so rather than convolute it with dialogue and backstory, we just kind of went with uh, a strictly visual storytelling. And we like this idea of sort of this observational look through. You know, you're you're at the hospital with him, but you're you're just separated a little bit through the window. We always had this idea that like we wanted to look through glass to see him, like we were sort of voyeuristic. Oh, repurposed that you don't ever see our action heroes do nowadays. So we really wanted you to believe that John was just a regular guy. 
I think this is might be one of our first clues into the world that we're not in a real world. It's that if an assassin was trying to live a secret life, would he still use the name that everybody knew him by? You know, it's sort of a comic book trope that we just adapted and, and let go. Even though this still feels organic and real, <laughs> he obviously would not do that. But is it real? Repeating motif in the scene, laying things down by the clock. I think we have the clock in there three times. Yeah. It was another thing we liked from the original script. Wow, this is moving quite fast. It's hard to keep up <laughs> with our backstory montage here. We had our, our first reel was a lot longer, and our, and our first director's cut was two hours and 20 minutes, so it would have been much easier to talk about, but. And we, we liked watching. Yeah, we liked watching Keanu walk around and, uh, you know, and John sort of be in that dark place, but um, we knew audiences wanted to get to the story a little bit. You know, it's a story that's been told a lot, so they, they could, you can jump ahead pretty quickly. And you wanted to see, we wanted to leave a lot of mystery. That's why we didn't go too deep into John's backstory. We wanted everybody to kind of piece it together, and even at the end of the film, a little Sergio Leone, a man with no name, that you kind of never really really fully get John's full backstory. It's been a while. This is a real location. That is not a CG uh, background of New York. That is all New practical. And um, we're in Brooklyn. The rain machines are, this is all ADR'd because the rain machines just drowned out any dialogue we had. And they were helping out the existing rain that was happening on that day. Yeah. As you can see by the very large umbrellas that both cast members are holding because <laughs> there is a lot of rain. And again, our intro to William Defoe, who, uh, again, we were very fortunate to have. Yeah, and we kept it, you know, we stripped out some of the dialogue to make it even more mysterious. I think the original script had a few more lines for both characters, but you know, again, it seemed more foreboding the less they said, you know? Yeah. Look at that. I love that shot. We God, actually I love our work. It's crazy. <laughs> In through glass, a little bit of reflections. Our man John, just a uh, just a guy, and it's little things like this. Just seeing a guy clean up after a party and wake up, and some of the the more mundane human side of things. Mm -hmm. Really, John. Oh, that's a good point. John is, I think, the second most common name ever after Dave. How about but is Wick? <laughs> <laughs> Don't set him off. Here's some of our symbolism with the daisy on the letter, the daisies on the mug. You know, we got daisies in the hospital room. But it's also kind of interesting. Keanu did this scene a couple times. And, uh, you know, he got choked up on a few. And then just for a last take, it was a long night. And was like, well, why don't you try one at 11? I want you to really, really go. And uh, that ended up being the take we used. Yeah. He was all for it. He was game. We're like, you want to go to 11? We're like, yeah, we want to go to 11. You know, I'll give you 11. I think that had a lot to do. I'll give you 11 do. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and this is 11. And there's our, our, our star, Daisy, who yeah. obviously went to 11 on this take as well. Yeah. We're like, Daisy, go to... want to like him. I'm like, look, he's just... <laughs> Keanu also wanted to be a little bit more resistant to falling in love with a, with a new puppy. That lasted about 12 minutes on set with the actual <laughs> actual dog. It's safe to say that Keanu Reeves is a dog lover. Here's some 
I mean, this is not animal training magic. This is basically you let a puppy loose, um, rub some bacon on a uh, Keanu Reeves beard, <laughs> beard, and uh, let it happen. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's another thing to Keanu. You know, he he want like how am I sleeping? How he gets very very into look. I just want to be natural. I'd sleep on my side. This is the way it goes. I just want to relax. Um, you know, he always has his wedding ring on. You always see the watch by the bed. You know, he's a man with a routine. And then, uh, like Dave said, you put a little uh, bacon grease on his beard. <laughs> Ooh, it's the poop joke. Yep. Hey, that's and by the way, that's, that's a VFX poop there. CG poop, people. Yeah. That was. Um, I think we got a deal on it. Actually. I think it was like I don't know, five grand. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was. <laughs> Just they wouldn't let us give laxatives. To actually, the puppy. we turned that shot back in about twenty-five times. <laughs> yeah, the poop just wasn't making it. We'll grab you some cuba later. Yep. So, you know, look at, well, this reflection, reflection shot, shot is uh, Jonathan Sella, our cinematographer, going bananas. And, um, but we is, love uh, it. Man, it looks great yeah. in HD like this. A lonely man with his dog. Yeah. You can see Keanu's beard. Um, a lot of drama about that. The yeah, beginning of it's, the not, it's not normal, especially with studios and some mainstream producer types that think uh, you can cover up your lead actor's face and beard, but uh, Keanu has a very distinct beard, how it kind of chisels out his face. And again, it's uh, it's our little throwback to the 70s vibe. Yeah. Thought he looked tough. We yeah, liked it. Did. And you know, it was one of those battles we fought for and I think everyone responded to. And there's our Mustang, which is, uh, do is an action hero, like we said, you know? He emotes quite a bit and he gets to cry, walk around in his PJs. Yeah. Be sad. Right. Look, be hurt. Keanu is the type of actor that challenges, you know, challenged us, and like, you know, he wanted to play this really human side of the assassin, and so we all embraced it collectively, and you know, he was right. It delivered. You know, he brings that natural empathy. I mean, you. Eleven. Uh, yep. Give us the eyes, Daisy. It, it was. Uh, it was really hard to try and get Daisy to emote what we really wanted at first. <laughs> she was quite, quite stubborn about changing what she thought the character was, but. There I think you at the go, end it Daisy. worked out. Yeah, at the end it worked out. This is uh, Keanu Reeves, the actor here, and he brings it 110% all the time. Yeah, I think that's why he, he liked the role so much because there was John and John Wick, and it gave him a chance to really have a little bit of range and kind of, you know, do things that you normally wouldn't. I think we had two of them, neither <laughs> of which we were allowed to damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my jam. Get money. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if Russians actually listen to rap, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> I think it was a new, it's something we could license cheap. Yeah, we had a very, uh, this is our intro to our, our pseudo bad guys here. It was an interesting, interesting cast, casting, uh, um, I guess, obstacle to try and cast someone young enough to, uh, to be believable as a son and, uh, slimy enough to want to shoot in the head <laughs> you know we saw one one what is it we saw one episode of game of thrones with alfie in it yeah and then That's we did bad. a skype call with him and just remember nicest nicest kid ever and then just kind of flicked into the role and he just got real evil real quick and we thought well this guy's great and he turned out to be uh turned out to be great yeah i mean he's a great actor and he does because, uh, actually uh jeremy yeah, Jeremy Fry. Jeremy Fry, Keanu's driving double for that. Jeremy put that car, I think, five or six takes in a row, about six inches from that snowplow. So Keanu had, Keanu had a great, great driving coach for that. 
Keanu helping his co-star out there hit her mark. And there was some about, you know, having the light on and him falling asleep. But you know what? We, uh, this is a Jonathan Sella conceit. We're like, you know what? John Wick slept with, fell asleep, he fell asleep with the asleep light, with the light on. on. Okay, he fell asleep. Because it'll look great. It'll look great. We want to see our guy play the guy you love to hate. Yeah, and he was willing, uh, yeah, he was willing to go the distance. And he, uh, really put a lot of time into learning rushing. Mm -hmm. Which is good. All the actors in, in John Wick gave 110%. And I think it's a lot, it's a testament to Keanu, you know, being the superstar that he is, that people really wanted to jump on board this project and deliver. Here's our actor right here. He's actually Australian <laughs> with a Russian accent. Again, it's interesting to, uh, again, Jonathan Seller, DP Houses using shadows and how we change the color palette here yet again from the cold blue to the, to our tingy orange and yellows here at the airport where we're trying to get a little bit more heated. That jet, by the way, was a- uh, Absolutely not, real. <laughs> real, but not planned. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So we did everything we could mm. to use that take. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm- That's a real airport actually outside of uh, Brooklyn. I'm really liking seeing all the blacks crushed even where you lose detail. It's yeah. it's cool because, you know, in the film you really don't want to do that on the big screen, but it's kind of fun to watch it this way. It feels even more graphic novel-y. Which is a huge, uh, huge influence. Most of this was shot with a uh, our Russian arm, our ultimate arm. Mm -hmm. A few little static shots there, but uh, you have a combination. I'd say about, what, maybe 85% of this, 95% is Keanu Reeves actually sliding and drifting a car around. Yep, that's Keanu. Whenever you see the close-up, that's him actually drifting with a, uh, a camera mounted on it. And Dave and I are sitting behind uh, one of those buildings going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> don't crash, don't <laughs> crash, just, don't crash. Just, that right break, there. Break. All right. But look at the shadows here and look at how he portrays night. It's great. And just a nice little reveal and great sound effect by our sound department. Yeah. And we still wanted this to feel, you know, it, it's pretty tricky when you come to find out who John really is. You know, we wanted to still make it a very believable scene where we're still in, uh, or Keanu still is John, our, our regular guy who's just having a really bad day. And, you know, you hit him in the back of the head with a bat. He's not superhuman. He goes down and we wanted you to feel sorry for him. Yeah. It was Dave's idea here to use a little baby lens to give it this uh, weird, surreal kind of vibe. So that's kind of how we hopefully creatively and artfully kill the puppy. <laughs> yeah, got away with doing it in, you know, in a tasteful uh, way. But, you know, we, without killing the dog, we knew we wouldn't have the emotional impetus to it. Yeah, that was probably our biggest, um, I guess, issue. Biggest yeah, biggest battle. Or at, uh, I wouldn't say battle, but like definitely a... The biggest conversation piece was whether or not to kill the dog. Here, Chad and I were in this spot of like, do we start on a close-up of Keanu? In the script, it was like close-up of Keanu, the dog's licking Keanu's nose, and it was like really hard to get the dog to stay still. It's a puppy, it's not trained. So then I think Jonathan offered up this sort of long dolly shot with the blood, and we we kind of entered on that as a transition. I thought it, it worked out cool. And we always uh, really like the long lenses with the... Uh like we have here. I mean, uh, sorry, the wide lenses and seeing space and kind of using that as an isolation tool. Jonathan Sella again with the light greens in the back over the cold, cold blues and grays here. We shot on these Hawk uh, anamorphics that... Um, a little retro they, glass. Yeah, they're, they're sort of a, a retro glass that 
give it a really cool look and vignette on the side a little bit. There's our little uh, motif there, of putting things gone past by the clock. <laughs> this pickup is uh, last day of shooting or one of the last days on a soundstage with just, I a mean, wall a piece of floor. floor and a piece of the bookshelf and a close-up of Keanu going nuts. We had also a very distinct idea of how we wanted his hair. We wanted it to get uh, messy. Yeah. I wanted you to feel like, again, you know, our influence from Sergio Leone and Kurosawa, just, you know, let the characters seem natural, even though they do extraordinary things. Again, with the cold blues coming into Aurelio's here. And there's our, there's our man, John Leguizamo, who... Uh, he was great. 15-hour day. Yeah. He was actually through all uh, of this. Peter Lawson, one of our producers, actually was friends with John and asked him if he'd like to be in it. He came by, read the script, and... Thought he'd uh, thought he'd like to do a day for us. Mm. Hooked us up. Yeah, he was great. Um, great, great guy to work with. Ooh, you hear the that drum beat? Sort of. This is sort of John's theme. This is um, designed by uh, Tyler and his team. Tyler Bates. And um, the music is really important, um, sort of tonally with John Wick and like making it feel fresh and modern, but also keeping it, the story moving. If, if you look, you see a lot of the, the graphic novel angles. I guess you can see a very distinct color palette through the scenes. Um, obviously, there's a, a bit of a juxtaposition in all the set design. You know, old cars, new technology, old cars. You see the bar on the thing. You see the old, old car on the jacks up and back and the Barracuda. And, you know, we tried to give it a very different kind of set design. So you felt like it was today, but it's got a very kind of retro-esque vibe to it. I'm now getting into the movie. Oh, yeah. There was a uh, product placement for Pellegroso. We were supposed to get some free tequila, but... Um, I think we still had to pay for it. I, no, it never happened because I think they got sold to a big distributor and now uh, we don't get our hookup. Oh. Yeah. 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 Again, um, hopefully by choice, we used a very minimal storytelling style here. And you know, we did this in the script was not intercut. Um, we decided to uh, intercut the scene. I think when we approached it in editorial, we wanted to keep John present um, in the movie as much as possible. So Elizabeth, our um, editor, you know, suggested a couple versions of this scene where we intercut, you know, the conversation with Aurelio and obviously the confrontation with um, Alfie's character. And we love the intercut now. I think it builds the tension. It helps with pacing for sure. Oh, look at you. It's great. You're going to come into my shop and you're going to pull a gun on me. Oh, great, man. the Gregory come character. On. Now, you, you kill me right now. Well, he was great. You get the fuck out of my shop. Vigo is not going to like this. Well, you know what Vigo likes or doesn't like. I'll tell you something, he's going to understand. Actually, the scene was much bigger in the script and we kind of scaled it. Mm -hmm. Scaled it down, so it's all yep. about. You watch uh, Leguizamo's reaction here. He, like he knows. I mean, it's all on his face. We'll He's such a great actor. And if you watch, John's, he feels like you can actually see a little of the Dolly track back over in the corner there. You can. Oh yeah, just on the bottom. Oh, we didn't have enough. To... Ran out of VFX money there, boys. And then we ramped the drink of tequila, which is a little bumpy, which still drives us nuts. But don't look at that.
get another old car, our, our Chevelle. This is one of my favorite little lighting scenes here. Yeah, and this is sort of like um, a 10-minute job by John Sella. Speaking. A couple yeah, backlights. Just letting God. Real rooftop, I forget what hotel that's at. Which one's one with the big pool? Yes, sir, I did. Um, I, I can't why? remember it. It's one that we couldn't yeah, afford well. to stay in, I remember that. Because you stole John Wick's car, sir, and... Uh, this is perhaps our first laugh of the film, I, I yeah. hope. I still laugh. Oh. Oh. That's uh, Michael Nyquist from the original Girl with Dragon Tattoo series. Yeah. Who's actually Swedish. Playing a Russian. Playing a Russian. And who does a great job of being an incredibly quirky and odd. <laughs> yeah, he brought so much to the role that, you know, He's we awesome. maybe weren't thinking at first, but we embraced it and, um, you know, he gives a lot of choices in editorial. And uh, again, you see what our costume designer, Luca Mosca, a very uh, a very yeah. genius wardrobe supervisor there. Uh, it's a suit movie. Yes, I see this movie as uh, men in suit suits. <laughs> it's men in suits, and we're like, we like that. So if you pay attention to the color palettes, where Avi here, again, Dean Winters, uh, who actually just came in to read for us when we were casting, <laughs> yeah. and, and we we're just like, couldn't believe it. Here? We're like, we had a yes. couple of those, and we hired him right there and then on the spot. We're just so happy to have him. But all the different suits, uh, Alfie here, Victor, Gregory. It's a big suit movie. Big suit movie, men in suits. And we wanted to do as much variance and, uh, and juxtaposition to the color palettes of the sets as possible. Trip, kid. This is a big empty loft that uh, I think Dave and I were throwing together the day of <laughs> trying to make a cool bar to sit around. Yeah, it was like a, a loft in Tribeca. I mean, I don't... It, it was crazy. for sale at the time. Yeah, it was we for snuck sale. In. So um, art department, you know, had, had to furnish it, and there was a lot to furnish on the budget that we had. And um, they came up with some last-minute choices that really worked for us. You know, you kind of feel that he's sort of... Um, I think you start to see to some of the... Act. Yeah. I think you see a lot of the, the set design we were trying to do for this. Um, if you notice, it's kind of an, a 45-degree raking angle that shows how long, long the loft is. And the set was all about the reds and the fires and see the deep browns back there. They actually used, what was it, it was like a church altar. Mm -hmm. They took some pieces out and put behind the bar, which was great. What did I do? You know, but again, and then it's I think actually sell it at the last minute. It's like <clears throat> I got to put some LEDs behind that and backlight the bottles. Yeah, maybe like look like a real bar. Yeah, it's cool. Again, um, throughout the movie, whether it's the angles or the wardrobe or the quirky dialogue or the framing, we're always trying to give these visual we call them visual hints or visual triggers that you're not in the real world. Oh fuck, Viggo! <laughs> Sometimes Slightly you know. Top angle. Yeah, it, he was another guy that gave you so many. Um, options in editorial. Dean. Dean Dean is always drinking, yeah. smoking a cigarette or or saying looking fuck. Like, yeah. fuck fuck. I think Dean is always watch the guy him, to watch. Watch him ash he ashes on Vigo's floor. We couldn't get around it in editorial and it's just like did you just ash on the mob boss? I think there's floor? two yeah. <laughs> just always watch uh, Dean in the background because there's always something special there. And then I think it's also interesting if you get tired of going through the movie and counting how many people John would shoot in the face. You can always go through the movie and count how many times Vigo takes off his jacket. <laughs> and this is one of our oh, favorite... we love that shot. Favorite Boogie. shots in yeah. the movie. Keanu with a sledgehammer. Classic horror movie shot. Substitute uh, this is one sledgehammer of the few, uh, for axe. Yeah, this is one of the few set pieces we actually built. Yeah. The rest was pretty much on location in and around um, Manhattan and Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. 
This was something that I don't think was scripted as intercut, but we knew when we were shooting it, we were going to intercut it. Um, it's the uh, the telling of the boogeyman. Yeah, it's sort of the, the boogeyman story. Again, if you look all throughout these things, you can see what the hawk lenses do. You, An you anamorphic get these really lens, it gets consistent great. horizontal flares. Yeah, it looks so pretty. It's a matter of focus. Without getting too, too J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I mean, they're different <clears throat> than the, uh, the Panavision ones. And uh, our effects team did a great job making this concrete floor. So the yeah, piano's actually like... using a real sledgehammer there. Fuck. He didn't right. like using the, uh, the fake rubber one, so he beat the crap out of this set with a real sledgehammer. I think and that, that's real sweat. <laughs> that was a sort of like, Keanu loved that idea, the metaphor of like a guy burying his past, you know? And that, once again, we're not in the real world, but sort of metaphorically, John's buried his past, so he's got to crash through with a sledgehammer. And yeah, it's like, that's one of my favorite shots right there, too. The tableau. Yeah, I love that. So with Jonathan, we all these dramatic scenes we we would block and storyboard, and we knew our coverage. And um, you know, Jonathan was very specific, and we were very specific about the composition and the blocking. And a lot of times the actors were good sports when we really wanted them to get in positions that maybe didn't feel organic for them, but it kept the aesthetic of the graphic novel for us. I love Michael's stare there. He's a little teary eyed. Yes, yeah, it's no. 15 hours. Yeah, it's like, how much longer do I? You have to need do this? me to do another <clears throat> take. You steal his car. And this is where we start to get a little bit more graphic novel. Yeah. Father, I can. And again, uh, musically, it was pretty tricky to nail the tone throughout this, and I think Tyler did a pretty good job. We had to go back and forth a couple times, but I think they really nailed it. Yeah, we had a we had so many different temp versions of a song here you know, before we got Tyler on board, just an editorial, and the tone changed so quickly. We could never really find exactly what we wanted until he he helped design it. Yeah, I think a lot of the cast made some interesting choices, and we kind of let them go, because we knew it was kind of hard to explain where we thought the movie was actually going as far as tone and, and graphic novel sensibilities, and it's just, you know, you take yourself too seriously, a, a box full of gold coins and guns can be <laughs> pretty cheesy. But if you see Michael, like, he does some interesting choices here. Like, you know, when he hugged Alfie or he's having a hard trouble seeing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you he know, does these great little swallows on the vodka. I mean, again, another production choice with the old phone. Mm hmm. And there's a. Um, this is perhaps one of our finest pieces of dialogue back and forth. Yeah. I love it. I heard about your wife. I'm sorry, my condolences. And Michael's got such an interesting broken rhythm sense of delivery. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, he played it. There was a sort of dry comedic element that he he gave us that, you know, you can you love Vigo. And you love we, to go on the ride with him, too, and you feel for him. So the movie's not so black and white. He didn't, we didn't want anybody to play it as a typical, especially Russian bad guy that we've seen a thousand times in all the, the trope revenge stories out there. I think Michael really came at it from a different angle. And that's uh, <laughs> Keanu with his nonverbal skills. It was great. And again, Avi's in the background, smoking, shaking, and drinking. Yes, <laughs> and um, and really, really helping with our continuity. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Dean. Task your crew. <laughs> How many? How many? How many do you have? <laughs> Oh, we like so th this is awesome. This was a last-minute thing in the in the practical shower at the 
people's house. We're like, we're going, we're, we're gonna do the shower shot, we're gonna do the shower shot. Keanu's got a, some muscle in that back. Four months of hardcore training, judo, jiu-jitsu, guns, and uh, physical fitness. Would have uh, killed the lesser man. Again, he loves it. He favorite loves little it. shots here. He loves it and he hates it. I think, it, it. I think the subtitles are another little trick. This is their first introduction to the funky subtitles. Yeah. The graphic novel kind of thing. I think Dave came up with the idea to maybe color them up a little bit and italicize them. So we uh, accent a word. And put them in different places in the frame. And like sometimes it's hard when you're doing international deliverables and things. There's not a lot of places you can put it that's gonna stay, you know, when they crop the movie for different formats and things. But, um, the the title guys did a great job. Yeah, just another another deal to go. Okay, we're not we're not in the real world. Have fun. Great shot with Keanu. Again, seeing the two things on the on the dresser. Great lighting. Yep, John That's, loves his trees lit up at night. He does. He loves, he loves he exterior loves the, lighting. He loves landscape he's got, lighting. He is a landscape lighting expert. Now, here's an interesting thing. It's always a it's always a challenge for us to try and put uh, what what do the bad guys wear. So we kind of went with the, uh, again, it's a suit movie. So we put the tactical vest under the suits. It was a fun day figuring out like exactly what they were gonna wear and like how to keep it within the world. The CG blood on the wall, love that. And, oh, that hurt. Yeah, we wanted to keep it somewhat uh, tactically correct. Counted a ton of training with LA SWAT and some of our SEAL buddies. Did a great job, and we were very aware about how many bullets we have. Yeah. We always wanted to run out of bullets and have John change. We thought that was really interesting. It's kind of like the the practical makes it feel fresh. I mean, yeah. the fact that he's actually doing practical gun work, people are like, why does it feel so different? It's because it's pretty I think, real. I, th I think we only really cut for impact. We didn't really cut to get around moves. We didn't cut to speed things up. We wanted you to see what happens before, during, and after, a little bit of a stunt sequence. We just kind of cut to give you a different perspective. Like in this next uh, piece. These are reflections. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, Keanu Reeves. That's all Keanu, by the way. Yeah, all Keanu. That was a little, this is a little piece we added to the house so we could do practical effects on the wall. Does a quick reload, hits him, and, and through the glass. Oh, oh that's gonna hurt. And let's shoot Okay, no going home for you. And uh, Keanu is a training fool. I mean, he's very precise in his fight scenes and action scenes. Yeah, I mean, it's the reason we can do, see how long this take is? Like, uh, you just, you can do longer takes. It's the believability. You're not using long lenses to hide bad action. It's always it's a mistake in, in a lot of fight scenes today. Just cut, 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 cut. And you kind of you lose perspective on who you're really dealing. Now, here's one of the longest takes in the uh, in a fight sequence, and it's, Imperfect, but, but imperfect that's what's great. A, yeah. Sotogari? Yeah, from a figure four, and we wanted to see the wrestling with a knife and how it really is, and... Yeah, I mean, there's like a little Coen Brothers inspiration here, I think. We just wanted to hold on this uncomfortable graphic moment because there's a punchline coming up that we wanted to hit home. So, you know, he does the big... Uh, wanted to make it, yeah, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And then a little... I always thought that should be our Comic-Con teaser, just yeah. that. Of course, we didn't go and to Comic-Con. <laughs> and then uh, this is our other... I think our first really big visual cue that there's a, 
a wacky world out there. It's yeah. just not, not. This is a really fun scene. And um, Tommy. Yes. Or our Jimmy, rather. Yep. Tommy's from the newsroom, I think. Yeah. He's a great actor. And he actually uh, did volunteer. us a huge favor yeah. to fly to New York and, and do this, this one day with us. I think, uh, yeah. He's, uh, he's awesome. I mean, the timing between these two is perfect. Yeah, and it was not... <laughs> just not, I mean, not, not, not not an easy couple of lines to deliver. <laughs> and uh, Tommy went for it, man. Takes his hand off the gun. Huh? Yeah. Even Keanu was like, wow, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> That's one yeah. of my all-time so favorite So it's scenes. fun when we're watching it with an audience and everyone's like, what the fuck am I watching now? Like, I... What? And well, this is sort of really when the movie turns. Yeah. This is Wick. Now, uh, Keanu's kind of made the decision to go from John to John Wick. I'd like to make a dinner reservation for 12. <laughs> Again, a little hidden code there. We start to hear the code. We start to see the gold, gold coins. coins. And again, we get asked a lot, why the gold coins? Why the con We just wanted to keep it a little bit of a mystery. We wanted to create the world where you don't have to explain it as much. Yeah, I mean, you get people to talk it and, and a lot of people don't give their audiences credit like you can leave it a little mysterious they can think about it give some you know like to figure uh, out. like charlie here david patrick kelly again like dean walked in when we were reading people into casting agency in new york and david patrick kelly walked in and chad had worked with him on the crow a long time ago a long time ago and there was a little little reunion but know, um he's amazing another one we hired right on the spot like Warriors. you're charlie <laughs> yeah Come out and play. Oh. These are all, this montage was like, um, again, one of these things that we came up with in, in the insert stage last couple days. You know, we really wanted to tell the story of how these guys do it, and we wanted to see some of the cool, you know, comic book characters that we'd cast. So. If, you, if you think about it, every action movie you always see, they leave, the hero leaves a wake of bodies, and I guess no one ever cleans them up. Yeah. And you need somebody to come and get the bodies. And who's going to patch up your walls and mop up the blood? Yeah. Now, there's a shot, you know, when actually Charlie walks in, you see specialized waste disposal on the van. And a lot of people comment about that because it is so comic book. But it's very, you know, we put it in the background. Yeah. I, I love it. A couple little I things. I like the suspenders. Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. I see the red. Oh, oh great shot. Come on. Yep. Too many. <laughs> That's actually Swedish Russian. How many people can speak that, actually? <laughs> I think only one. <laughs> and our bottle of Glenn Levitt back there. I think we wanted Lefroy, but we couldn't get cleared, I guess. For John Wick, of course. He's setting the trap. Here's a uh, CGI flare. And then uh, <laughs> this is funny. We were talking to Willem Dafoe about how to open up the scene. He's like, uh, I see me in a bathrobe juicing. He's like, you know, I'm an older assassin. I'm, you know, I'm getting on, but I, I stay healthy. I do my yoga and I juice. I'm like, all right, told the prop master. Uh, we need the go, juicer. Go, go get a juicer. And Vigo obviously is not into juicing. It just uh, <laughs> it gave us these little moments, which were, that's why you get great cast. No, and the sound, actually, that's the reason why we had that exterior car shot um, cut to the juicer. It was really going to cut from John slamming the trunk to the door opening. 
and then it's like, well, if we got a juicer, we need like an engine. So it's like, good old fashioned four barrel. Yeah. <laughs> so we switched the shots around. Uh, and then, uh, this is great. I, I mean, mean, again, it's like John in his PJs, you get Wilm in his bathrobe, just a different side of everything. And I think we're also in like a $25 million townhome. Yeah, brownstone. <laughs> yeah, brownstone. Brownstone. Yeah, brownstone. Yeah, it's beautiful. Apparently, he's uh, made a lot of money killing people. Yeah, Marcus does well. And he has dinner parties quite often. Yeah. So it's a suit and a bathrobe movie. We really just wanted to give it a Ooh, cool scope and aerial shots. We fought for that location. This might have been the. Um, Ooh, hold was on. this is from it... Spider Man? No, no, this is. Well, we shot it for them. Oh. But the, the important thing here is uh, listen to the soundtrack. It's Marilyn Manson. He yeah. gave us one of his songs off his new album. This world doesn't need no opera. We actually used one of Marilyn Manson's songs in a temp, If I Were Your Vampire, I think. And uh, our music coordinator... Yeah, John Houlihan. John Houlihan said he, he could introduce us to Marilyn Manson. And so happened to be, it was at Tyler Bates' house, who we kind of originally wanted anyway. And that's how we all met with uh, a bottle of absinthe, Keanu Reeves, Dave, myself, Tyler Bates, and Marilyn Manson. Listening to their album. At 11. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't think I'd I mean, be here I, for two days afterwards. Our ears were bleeding. Uh, and but, um, our liver. But yeah. it was... But we like this sort we of, uh, you know, the irony of the song and sort of like obviously it lets you in on the joke again. It's like we're very aware of what the movie is and we want you to let go and have fun. And, and, uh, um, he didn't write it for the movie. He didn't. We, we but we heard it on the sound. We just almost dropped. Honestly, uh, it was like it was track great. two on the album and I, we looked over at each other and we're like, we just started going, oh, we found a song. Hopefully he'll give it to us. We, uh, I think Dave originally found a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, that we're gonna use here. It's just uh, we liked it. God, God's gonna cut you down, and it was a little bit more about John's character and sort of his dealing with his past. A um, little, but little pricey. It's a little hard to get. Yeah, so it, we as went, it should be. It's a good song. Yeah. So we went with. Uh, we just loved the that, that wacky vibe that any Marilyn Manson song brings. Just added a film. pop sensibility to it. I think that, and then you know, and then Tyler building it out thematically really worked. But uh, thank you to Marilyn Manson and Tyler yeah. Bates for that. You know, this is the Continental. This is actually, what, the Port of Call building? Right, the old right one down right on Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That and, uh, we remade. Yeah. Room 980. Do enjoy your stay. Thanks. Yeah, we wanted to give elements of old and new, and it, we wanted to make it look like it had been retrofitted with some sort of modern flair. So that's why the light panels on the side, and but you still see it's an old building. And, uh, another one of our great cameos in the movie, Lance Reddick, yep. who was absolutely outstanding. Lance came to us and goes, hey, would you mind if I tried it with an African accent? I know. Like, I don't know. Let, let's hear it. <laughs> he's like, I've been working on it, and it'd be really fun if I could uh, apply it here. And we're like, yeah. And uh, we were smart enough to let a great actor uh, try some. I think that's part of the, you know fun of being a director is you get to aggregate all the good ideas and you get to listen to your artists and you you trust people and you bring them in and you you know you get to hear cool shit and you can go oh, yeah i'll take that and then you take credit for it um <laughs> so thank you like, lance we're yeah, taking all the credit you. for yes. that genius performance thank you yeah like that shot yeah it's great again we spent uh probably 10 years with wachowskis through the matrixes and Speed Racer, V for Vendetta, Ninja Assassin. Mm -hmm. So it was a very good learning ground to, to really see very, very cool composition, yeah. especially in the graphic novel world, how to move the camera from not just A to B, but from one great shot to the next, and, and what that really says. 
I remember the carpet being that purple. No, I mean, I think that this is a way... Yeah, they crunch this thing. Yeah. I think the contrast is higher and the colors are more saturated. I think it looks cool. Nothing like wrong it. with purple. I like it. This is our whole idea that, uh, you know, there's a world beneath our world. And I think these are like three or four different locations that we all stitch together. Uh-huh. My favorite little transitions, black to black. Yeah, that was a great idea. This is, uh, we looked a lot. We didn't really find a location for this for months. Jesus. Yeah. Finally found this old ballroom that, uh, that our crew really made uh, different. Again, John Sella with just layer upon layer of lighting. I think there's like four different colors in the scene. The skeleton of this location was really just that bar, the mirrors and the pillars, and then everything else, you know, everything else was sort of added, oh, and the chandeliers. Uh, what's our band's name in the back there? They did great, we saw them at a, at a club. Actual band. I'm sorry, it's escaping me now. I feel like an asshole. <laughs> no, they were they were amazing, and you know we, the score obviously rides over the top of them. It's not something that you would have you know predicted on the day, but um, it sort of worked thematically with John's march. Yeah, they were great, and of course Ian McShane. We could listen to this guy read a laundry list, and he'd probably be great. As I recall, weren't you the one? He showed up with his own wardrobe, his own props, his own thing. He was great, just mm -hmm. such a professional. He can deliver some of the wackier lines in this and just... So much as dip a pinky back into this pond. Something might reach out and pull you back in. Yeah, you can see the low angle here. I think it was Jonathan just adding some production value to the situation. We had, just because of budget, we, only, uh, we could only sort of dress half the set, so... <laughs> he could only then, look so many ways. When Ian's like, I'd like to sit in this booth. And we're like, oh, genius idea. Great, we love you to sit in that booth. Sit a little Actually, to the left. that's the booth we don't want you to sit. <laughs> but, um, again, we made it work. And so, John, you, know, you can see. And again, great composition. Ian has a great delivery, too. Where do I find him? Which helps. And again, one of our. I think we have some of the best aerial shots from New York. Yeah, we should sell the leftovers of that. To we stock had this. Footage. We sent the helicopter out on that night. And it was probably the clearest night New York scene probably in a decade. Yeah, and you know we were telling, we told Jonathan like how top and nodal we really wanted it, and the the cinematographer, the aerial cinematographer, delivered above and beyond. There's a line here that uh, Keanu adds at the end. It's personal. And um, that was a last-minute change, and I think it actually really resonates in the whole movie. It was an important line at the end of the day. And Ian you're like, everything I need, yeah. it's about me. It's not about these rules. It's not about... Again, it's interesting. We tried to stay pretty much with John's journey, and in his journey meets all these interesting people. And I think that's what helps a lot of the characters out. Like uh, Bridget Regan here is Addie. Hey. Yeah. Just, you know, every every scene helps transition to the next character, and hopefully you like them. Mm -hmm. Bridget's awesome. Uh, yeah. She looks good in tattoos. Yeah, which was her idea. She's like, I'd like to feel like I'm from the underworld. Yeah. Um, how do you make me feel a little, you know, tougher, seedy, that kind of thing. Like what? Vulnerable. Look at those eyes. I love the color too in this, you know. Uh. Usual? 
we toyed around with like, do we keep that line? You know, I've never seen you like this vulnerable. Um, I think at the end of the day, we kept it just because it punctuates the situation that John is really in. And oh, we had that little cutaway to Adrian Palicki there. Yeah, she looked great. Perkins, and actually Perkins in the in the script that we originally got was a man. Yeah, we actually we, we wanted a woman. Cast. We yep, an all male cast, and we uh, decided we wanted a female to make it different. She was great. Uh, and here is our, uh, again, this shows uh, Tyler and his team with Dylan and all the guys uh, mm -hmm. showing off. Dylan and Joel? How, yeah, yeah, about how great their <laughs> electronic music is. Yep. We brought them a couple samples of we're pretty well-known club tracks, and they just kind of smiled and goed. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I mean, how about we do something really good? How about we do something that uh, you've never heard? Yeah. And uh, they did. And that's a good friend of ours, Daniel Bernhardt. And uh, Matt McComb, another Matt McComb, stunt actor. Wait, hold on. We had uh, Tate, Tate, the guy with the beard. Yep. Another great Tate MMA jiu-jitsu guy. Yep. And, and Keith Jardine, and the dean, dean of mean. mean. That's oh, Dennis Kiefer. Dennis Kiefer, all stunt friends. It's like the uh, all our stunt friends that were big-time martial art guys. Yep. That's our office secretary, Kale Schultz. That looks like he can bench press 500 pounds in not the pool. The, not the one delivering the champagne, the one that got the glass. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, the... I don't think she'd work for us. Uh, this location is actually real. It's in, what is it, it's Tribeca or so? It's in Tribeca. Tribeca, it's Ayers Ancient Bathhouse. Beautiful mm -hmm. place that yeah. we, uh, again, Jonathan Sella made beautiful. But we, uh, the exterior is actually one center street. So there, this whole sequence was made up of four locations, I think. And if you're from so, New York, you can it, kind of pick them out. You look at 8711 Street, um, CG'd in on the back side there. That's a little ode to ourselves. Yes. Look at us. Yeah. But this is like the lead into, I think, what is probably the largest action sequence in the movie. Mm -hmm. But again, we go through, Jesus, half a dozen colors here. Yeah. That we loved. And this is a last minute. Um, lighting gig as well like we had these neon lights left over from the red circle and a bunch of candles and a bunch of candles <laughs> and we shot the scene in the practical bathroom at um air's bathhouse with like three hours left i know i think they yelled at us because we had spending too much on lighting we're like too much fucking on lighting it's a bunch of fucking candles candles was like we can't a get any cheaper well <laughs> led strips and some uh fluorescent uh red circles yeah you remember daniel bernhardt uh they're from uh, such classics as Bloodsport 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. <laughs> and I believe Red Scorpion 2. But actually, Maybe he was three. in the Matrix films. Yeah, and he was sequels. one of the agents in the Matrix, yeah. but he's been a good friend of ours for a while. That was our ode to the professional. Yeah. Coming, out, coming of out of the shadow. We don't also, know where he comes from, but he comes out of the shadow. Just one of those things that you're losing time and you like, you know what? I think it'll work in yeah. the edit. Like, you just come out of the shadows. He's John. He's the boogeyman. I like to keep him out of focus to the last minute. Yeah. We were, uh, yeah. Also, we were this lucky. Is... We got to try a lot of stuff visually on this. Yeah. Both with focus, lighting, and uh, again, love the way his face is half in and out of the shadows. As opposed to a little, uh, color mystery here you know we we really didn't want to go into the cg world like 300 or sin city did but we wanted to come uh you know definitely uh push the limits of how much you can take color mm -hmm. 
right in the ear. <laughs> uh, and on oh, my nose. God, it hurt. I think that's one of three punches in the entire movie. So coming up here is a CG leg break. Um, Ow. One of the visual effects there you see is me. Um, I mean, we wanted we wanted to take the audience on a ride, and so John goes really dark in the red circle, and then obviously we find levity after. But, you know, to keep true with real genre movies, like, he's got to deliver the goods and be edgy. He was originally um, in the script supposed to uh, drown him in a toilet. But uh, um, it we really couldn't, couldn't find a toilet. Actually, yeah, to build a toilet was more than we had. So again, candles and an existing sink. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Also, I don't think aesthetically that the, the stall of a toilet has been done so many times. Like, this was cooler. Yeah. So sometimes less is more or less makes you come up with more. This is, um, you're going to see Keanu really turn on sort of reptilian John Wick coming up in a second. This close-up through the glass is like... Um, it's uh, the actual <laughs> Keanu Reeves getting reptilian here. It's like, it scares me. Look at that. And again... Uh, His eyes go black. There's something really, really cool. I think our editor introduced us to this, uh, this music. Yeah. Which is Icelandic. Actually. It is, and I, we loved the juxtaposition of the Love violence the female, that's happening yeah, female voice with this, this sort of beautiful female voice in like a spa. It's great, yeah. And we just love the transitions here. And it's just, you know, the audience has been chuckling and laughing, and then John stabs a guy in the throat, and everyone's and like, a, what? what? A what? Little, little intimacy there. Just the boogeyman's out of the bag. Yeah, it's fun. And again, it just, makes you feel different. Yeah. You know? I mean, oh, Efka. Oh, I got my gun out. That's our man, Efka, another great uh, Stunk Eastern guy. European stuntman. Ow. And, and here's Keanu. the breakaway cabinet. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Thank you, special gotta, effects. Gotta go through one of those. That was our special effects budget. And again, uh, Keanu doing a Kochi Gary. Um, we tried to stay with some, you know, our judo jujitsu vibe with close range shooting. And uh, just to show you. <laughs> sort of the, that, that execution was a little point of um, discussion for a while. It's like, is John, you know, he's killing bad guys. Is he going to be able to come back from it? And I think at the end of the day, the hard boiled nature of the story just won out. It's like John's anyone in his way he's going to kill. And we just kept it. my big gun. <laughs> that's on set. We did a little set piece. And that's uh, Alfie. Um, Alfie. Uh, running by the glass. Got Alfie, a couple uh, nicks. Yeah, he was great. Stunt adjustment. Yeah, he was great. Alfie wanted to do it, and the effects and stunts ran him through it, and he did a great job. That is actually Keanu running up the stairs at 49 and a half years old. Yep, pretty spry. Look at that. And uh, Alfie who on the day didn't know he was going to run through the club in a towel. <laughs> and we thought that would be a great idea. And uh, he's like, I ate a lot of, ate a lot of pie last night. <laughs> but he you're, went you're for fine. it. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, great. He went for it. He's great. He got a lot of, a lot of uh, numbers from the extras that night. Or the background, sorry. <laughs> did he? He did, actually. <laughs> he did. I don't know. Uh, did. Uh, this is the beginning of our, what we... I think has been coined gun foo. Yeah. Just close quarter tactical gun work mixed with a some good old fashioned jujitsu. 
Yeah. We're coming up. This is supposedly like a VIP room. You see everyone's in red shirts. <laughs> and uh, to let you know, anyone in a red shirt's gonna die. Yep. Star Trek style. <laughs> and uh, this is kind of the who's who of Studman in New right. York in LA. Right. Uh, and your buddy Tim Connolly there. Yep, he worked on and the Matrix movies with us. Oh, I gotta reload. Oh. Look, this scene was like, once again, like we needed to do something sort of to compete with our, you know, that, well, the sort of our, in, that is true to our action roots, like shit we wanted to do, but it's it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> we were laughing the whole time. And it, uh, we were pretty, pretty dialed in that it was gonna be Keanu. Yeah. There's and I no think he, he actually had the flu and about 103 degree fever. Oh. He had a rough all the days yeah, to he be was, ill. He was really sick during this whole sequence. And you couldn't even get him to sit down. He just said take after take. And this was only two days up here in the Yeah, we were incredibly in fast. But you can't you can't film sequences like this unless you've got a cast member that goes through so much training and then that's Keanu. Yeah. Best guy in the business for that. Yep. And back to our man Tate. And uh, I think Tate may be the only, or at least the most recent uh, death by beard. Oof. <laughs> right we did cranium. shoot, we shot versions of that where you don't see him shoot him in the head, but um, we got to keep it in. Yeah. I think everybody went with the And then it goes the dean, the, the dean of mean. Got shot Keith right in I don't want to come on our stunt coordinator, Jonathan Eusebio, trying to walk down the steps there. <laughs> He's not the cattiest of people. Ow, that hurt. Gonna have come to rely on. on my judo. Yep. Let's go. Oh. And Daniel Bernhardt and Keanu reunited after the second Matrix. Yeah, lines. that's right. And again, it was... Um, Agent upgrade and uh, Neo fight. Yep. Right? Yep. And Look Shadow. at Daniel, head kick. Yep. Daniel still got it. Still got the flexibility. John, get Old your school. hands up. John, get your hands up. Oh! Kyoko Shinkai Karate versus Reeves Doe. <laughs> the dreaded cross choke. Here's the, and now the classic claw. breakaway bottle. And Ow. my rib cage. Oh! Ow. You know, I think we, you know, we obviously love to beat up our um, lead characters, so. Oh! That was a little visual effects trick. Lock off camera. Oh, it landed right on my other gun. Yeah. Live Why there. didn't I pull that out earlier? I should have pulled out that gun sooner. <laughs> oh, there it is. Alfie's calling his therapist. Oh, no, no, I guess it's John Wick. Yeah, we love. I love this love shot. Love this shot, yep. Very pretty. We uh gotta say we love Jonathan Sella. There's a lot of um, <clears throat> we have a lot of uh, John Wick walking in cool shots. I think it's our you know our O2 point blank. Like there's a ton of great shots that are in the cutting room floor of just Keanu walking in cool environments. Here's one of them. Maybe we'll include it in the DVD. Yeah. Hours and hours of John. Just Wick John walking. Wick walking through New York. Good evening, yeah. Mr. Wick. This is one of their favorite shots. Mm -hmm. How may I be of service? He's a doctor, and... Yes, sir. 24-7. Send him up, please. <laughs> and so you send you on this, like, ultra-violent journey, and then there's a nice little punchline of levity. Lets the... you know you're not really in the real world. In it. Look at Lance. That's a good-looking dude. Yep. He looks good in the suit. And we love the lobby music. <laughs> Once again, like... 
little uh, juxtaposition yeah. there. And here we get reunited with Randall Duck Kim, yeah. the key maker. Yeah. He's actually living in uh, New Jersey? Yeah. Right. So we were lucky, I think, being in uh, New York, we got some great actors. He had availability to them. And um, we were good friends with Randall on uh, the Matrix sequels. It was a real joy to work with. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. You know, and he nailed the tone of this. This was not, there, I mean, he understood exactly what we were going for. You'll bleed. <laughs> I think our I think our orthopedist talks us the exact same way. <laughs> I've been talked to by doctors my entire career. This is just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to be a stuntman? Why do you want to be a stuntman? Why do you want to get hit by a bus? I don't know, doctor. Just uh, greed, I guess. Yep. Willem Dafoe yeah. walking into another graphic novel. Just, I think that's the 14 mil on the baby dolly. With his old school, old school bolt action rifle. Yep. Keanu again saying, I just want to lay down. I just want to think about my wife. I like, uh, and I want to be in my boxer shorts. You don't want to be in like your suit? Nope, boxer shorts. I want to feel vulnerable. All right. You got to love them for going for that. Yeah. Not, uh, not a lot of action stars want to be caught uh, caught in their boxer shorts. Ooh, someone's, I guess they don't lock doors there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Continental is supposed to be safe. I think that was our uh, out for that. It's like, you don't need to lock your door. This is a safe house for assassins. Adrian Palicki, yeah. with her Walter PPK. This was, you know, fun dialogue. Adrian, uh, Adrian trained for like two months, I think. Was yeah. coming down to a shop in Los Angeles for this. And she came. Um, <clears throat> we, you know, we had a meeting with her, and we were like, "Look, we want to do sort of a iconic fight scene between the man and a woman, and we want to make you tough and make it believable. And um, but you got to put in the time." And she's like, "Absolutely, I'll do whatever it takes." And she was there three, four times a week, yep. uh, learning, learning jujitsu, yeah. learning judo. Ooh, reverse Sanagi. And uh, we love biting the jacket. No one really gets this unless you do a lot of gi jujitsu. <laughs> which, which not a lot of people do. But you see, she's setting up for a choke later. So you'll see. From the here. chicken wing to. Oh, gi choke. Oh, you got gotcha. you. That's why you bit your jacket. You can't breathe, can you? Oh, wall flip. Oh, yeah. Reverse. And I'm gonna hook you in. Put the, get the hooks in, get the hooks in. Oh, she's got rear naked choke. It's it okay. could be over. Oh, oh! Get off me. And here's some oh, nice knee, shooto knee. wrestling knees to the. Yeah, we're, uh, as you can tell, very big into the martial art world. <laughs> we love martial arts. We love <laughs> pounding open wounds, apparently, as the phone is ringing. <laughs> but Adia did an outstanding job. Oh. And uh, she's tall. Yeah, she looks formidable. This is the, uh, let's just... Oh, right in the chops. <laughs> the best punches in the movie. Oof. That kind of hurt. I always hate it when the phone's ringing when I'm kicking the shit out of somebody. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, it works so well with the tone that we were trying to set up, you know, it's like... Oh, oh. See some violence. 
get a little bit of a joke. We wanted to uh, break your nose and kind of swell up an eye, but we kind of met with a little resistance about that. They're like you have two women in the movie. One is dead. So try do you not to really want him? You know, break and, uh, her nose. <laughs> We're the like, answer that question is yes, absolutely. And Adrian was actually very, very down with it, yeah. which is great for a, a lead actress to do. Oh, fuck you. Where's Vigo? I'm not telling you shit. Do you really want to die here? And uh, looks good as a brunette. She does. Yeah, she's actually blonde. Yeah, and we saw some pictures of her on online with that look, and we asked her to color her hair, and she was down. Interesting social note, Adrian Palicki is now engaged to Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the movie. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're quite the couple. We are matchmakers as yeah, well. Yeah, matchmakers. That's I us. guess, yeah. I hope the marriage lasts longer than the DVD. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be we good. We wish them the best. Yeah, all the best. <laughs> they're awesome. Another great cameo coming up here. Hey, John. <laughs> it's the That's socks Clark. that sell me. Clark Clark yeah. Peters from The Wire. Yeah. And he really, he not many men wear those. What do they call the things that hold up your socks? Like sock garters or whatever. Yeah, sock garters. That's what they are. And uh, we had, we, we kind of lived in this medium tight shot, but we just had to see the socks. Made Elizabeth go back and edit into the wide scene. Take two. There's some pickups. Get us yeah. into the church. It's actually in Los Angeles. This is this is real. Back in New York. Yeah, back in New York. Another another fun day. Yeah. This is just fun to shoot. These guards don't have the best tactics, but um, no. It's just well, they fun. didn't really I mean, expect anybody like, to walk in with an AR-15 <laughs> in a. Oh, look, and. Uh, I don't know why, we just thought it was very cool to do a gunfight in the church. Yeah, that, that was something that got switched. It was going to be, we were going to actually go to Vigo's bank. private bank, and there was going to be bank guards, and, um, but we found this location that we loved and the scope of it, and sort of like, once again, going back to the comic book version of this movie, the church just seemed like the great idea. So, And just shooting, shooting a bad guy, in. impersonating a priest, we thought was interesting. Yeah. Open it. And it and it's sort of uh, fit in with the motif of like hiding in plain sight. You know, the John Wick world is hiding in plain sight. Ow! Oh! Ow! Right in the lips. Uh huh. <laughs> Keanu delivering lines that no one else could. Comic book one-liner. Yep. Such a fine line between clever and, uh, and stupid. Ladies, out. Hard to run in high heels there. Yeah. That might have been one of the biggest stunts. It's funny. Like, after, like, please we, don't after, fall. Please don't <laughs> fall. Don't break an ankle. After we yelled cut, they were still running. They actually made it out of the soundstage. One of our few slow motion shots coming up here. This is sort of the classic action guys walk away from explosions. I don't know. But we liked it. It looked cool. The... Uh, and priests crawl caught, away from them. Yeah, we actually <laughs> caught part of our set piece on fire there, so we had to cut early. Real church? No. All right, so sorry, it's the bank. That was a bank, church. which we CGI'd a cross on. Yeah. What, was that? what was the name <laughs> of that place? It's actually in Williamsburg. It's Williamsburg, right across yeah. from uh, Peter Luger's. Yeah, it turned into a beautiful And now it's like an event center. Yeah, it's right across from Peter Luger's. Mm -hmm. 
that we almost could get into. John Wick world, you can shoot priests right out in public. No cops. Jimmy's Nobody in on cares. it. Don't worry. Ah, I hate when that happens. Adrian um, looks pretty pissed. Yeah, looks tough. You are no lady. One of my favorite lines. If you notice in John Wick 2, there's a lot with chairs. Yep. Everybody's tied of, to chairs. Everyone's tied to a chair, sit in a chair, have a conversation. It's, it's uh, a throwback to the old 70s. Everybody got tied to chairs back then. <laughs> That's Apparently it was a pretty classic. inescapable obstacle back then. There was your CG uh, thumb dislocation. Which, uh, you know, you got to have. And again, look at Harry's suit. He looks good. Got the timepiece. Ooh, <laughs> the old pillow over the face gag. <laughs> we uh, we had a lot of questions about the feathers, but we stayed with it. Yeah, love it. I mean, you want to make it fun. Yeah. Ashes to ashes. Can we recover for this? They go, you know what was in that vault, right? It's not There's another, uh... oh, one of our favorite stuntmen getting shot in the head. And Keanu showing off his gun skills. The M4. Tried to do this a little bit different. We use the hand. This is a little bit of use of handheld, but still keep the composition, you know. Mm -hmm. I think the, the we did a lot of um, CG muzzle flash and um, CG bullet hits. Ooh, transition, three gun technique. See That's the blood his. on the lens? That's all CG. Daniel Bernhardt. That's a pickup <clears throat> with our assistance uh, SUV. Yeah. <laughs> we beat the shit out of it that day. Ooh, reload. And let's do an automatic weapon to the face. Die. There's a little movie magic there. Um, a couple plate layers. Um, one with a stunt double, one with... Keanu, and one with the, the cars actually hitting. And this is our, I think our, at least my favorite lighting scheme in the whole movie. This is inside the Williamsburg bank. Yeah, it's a funny story. You know, John, we were talking about this and we always wanted a dark, moody space, but then um, we were butting up against these locations that weren't gonna work because of a schedule. And so we, this was on our backup list and um, there was sort of the difference between the production designer wanted to keep it light and use the windows, and John was like, no, we're going to put paper on the windows, and everyone was like, what? And then you see backlighting of the paper just creates a whole other world. And for anybody out there that wants to create an action movie, those are all lights from Home Depot. I think other than the sun. Oh, we had the big ones outside. But no, we had some big ones outside. All our interior but... ones were from Home Depot for the incredibly low cost of about $250. Yeah. Throw a little plastic on the floor and some scaffolding. Voila. Yep. Classic renovation site. And we love the uh, Very much the, genre. the shadows on this. We tried to be a little film noir. This was um, one of our... F Shot the second week. Yeah, second we week. We did the house first, then we did this. Mm -hmm. It was before there was snow on the ground. It was good because this is where the characters lay out the entire plot of the movie. Actually, this was Michael Nyquist's first scene. Yeah, that's, yes, that's it. 
worth, but the leverage I had on this... I think we and by the way, out. it's like four pages of dialogue for a non-English speaker. It's not, it's not easy work. And um, we spent... We spent a day on his side of it, I think. Yeah, I think the crazy priceless line and all this stuff. This is when we uh, kind of asked Michael to go to 11. Because mm -hmm. the more Keanu amped it up, the more uh, Michael amped it up. And I think that worked way better. So. Again, Michael adding in a little quirkiness there, which is... He's like, when you hit somebody in the face, it hurts your hand, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it hurts your hand. <laughs> and Michael's very good. He likes to take moments to think inside his head a little bit, which you always see him doing throughout the movie, which is pretty cool. I think you can always see, you can see the blocking was very specific. We'd actually blocked this in the office and sort of boarded it so where everyone's position would be so you'd always have context with um, Avi in the background. You know. John in the central position, these cool close-ups. Uh, I think Keanu looks about, about his best here too, really like it. All beat up, love the one eye. Almost the Jekyll and Hyde sense. Yeah. I see half his face. I think this is our favorite Vigo speech. Try to get across the whole fate, karmic comeuppance vibe. You know, these are both um, <clears throat> men with a past that they're going to have to pay for karmically. And neither one is there by choice, which is pretty funny. That was a big space. Baba Yaga. <laughs> it was just a fucking car. He's putting his jacket on. And. Oh, no, no, he's not. Yeah. When Ellen died, I lost everything. Until I. Keanu's great here. Um. We had a lot of great performances, and this might be a combination of two or three, but he was great. It was hard to choose, actually, in editorial. We had so many good performances. And once again, he's uh, tied to a chair. He's like, can I jump out of the chair? I guess. It's nice when the bad guy's actually bored of hearing it. We had a version of this which was more internal and menacing, where he's saying all this stuff, like, more... Um, how do we say it? Psychotic. Like he's gonna snap. And then we did this sort of bigger version where he jumps out of the chair and he takes it again to 11 and it just works. And the works. old plastic bag. Yeah, just works better. We haven't seen a good bagging in a long time in a movie, so we thought a Ziploc was a way to die. Oh! Oh, right in the noggin. Little piece of skull hanging off there. Love that look with John. Now we're gonna get the geek out again with some handcuffed jujitsu. <laughs> Double throw chop. He's oh. going for jujigatami. Uh, yeah, here we go. Flying armbar. Oh, oh, but he dropped me. Okay, I'll go down. Yeah, he's trying. Gets up. Make it a little messy. Daniel Bernhardt with the death grip. And oh, then, oh, watch, watch this Dihashi Arai. Oh, foot sweep. Oh. oh, could have dislocated the shoulder. Maybe broken collarbone. Nope, he survived. 
Keanu's still got a house kick there. Oh, we're gonna choke him with a plastic something. Some of that tarp, that plastic yeah. sheeting. Oh, and can't. an elbow. Oh, yo. See, Reeves moving. He's still got a little cattiness. He's good. You know, when you choreograph, you like to give your um, hero obstacles to overcome. It's like, give him an obstacle, they overcome mm. it. Give him an obstacle, they overcome it. Obviously, we just played with the handcuff gag. That was his obstacle. And the old thumb in the eye. But I'll bite it. Once again, going for armbar. Transition. And we'll go for the old plastic tie, zip tie around a trachea joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're always big fans. We still do a ton of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu now, so we try to keep it in, and we always ask ourselves, what would the character do? How would he do this? Instead of just doing regular movie dough, we try to give it a little bit of a context. Plus, we've already seen Keanu Reeves kick and punch, so we want to see him do something different. Hmm. The final fall. reveal, he's oh. on the good side. Yeah. And uh, Reeves with a shotgun. Here it is, Williamsburg, looks nice. Yeah. That time of year. Look, there. Peter Luters. Oh, Peter Luters. <laughs> I don't think we got paid for that ad. Might have to... Uh... The Caltech shotgun, which seemed to be everybody's favorite. And uh, love this shot. I'm just gonna... Cool it, cool it, cool it. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, completely impromptu by Mr. Nyquist yeah, there. Yeah, that's an ad lib. Ad lib, but uh, we thought it was just odd enough to stay. Shit! Like that one, too. <laughs> In fact, Michael went this pretty was, nutsy on this one. <clears throat> this was actually one of those days where we were chasing light the whole day, and actually mm -hmm. we had, we're in two separate locations like a half a block away, and we're... Yeah, push for Don't time. Don't tell every, anybody, but we were uh, shooting separate scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make it happen. Trying to make this one work, man. I had like four hours to get this entire scene and the crash. Yeah. And we actually had split it up. Like, I would do the crash, I'd go over here, you came back here with this, you shut that, and we were like running back and forth. This is another uh, song made just for the movie by Cassandra. And Tyler. Uh, yeah, and Tyler Bates. Uh, I made it just for the movie, but we, Tyler introduced us to Cassandra. I loved her voice, so she, uh, she and Tyler wrote this song for the movie. This is sort of your classic um, montage. I think in the script, it was literally John just shoots through the window and caps. Um, and he killed one sniper and just. I don't, even, I don't even think he kills a sniper. He, oh, he kills uh, he one sniper on the rooftop, takes the gun, and then kills. Um, Yosef with, with the rifle. So it is the same sort of idea that it's like <sighs> one shot, one kill. He doesn't really care about the guy. It doesn't need to be that personal. He just needs to get him out. This is our, our one attempt at social commentary, the comparison of movie violence to video game violence. Yeah, um, absolutely. While somebody is smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what we're trying to say, but we, we said it. I know exactly what we're trying to say. <laughs> Video games get away with everything without any repercussions, but there's violence in movies, which is fantasy, and we always take the brunt of it. And there's uh, poor Gregory taking one right through the temple. You shouldn't play video games. That's the moral of the story. You should, you should watch movies. You should, buy you should play video games by an open window next to a sniper. You should only buy movie tickets. 
Oof. That guy didn't see it coming, apparently. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody falling down? <laughs> he didn't hear the high-powered rifle no. three shots earlier. But uh, Michael was very handy in that scene, too. He's like, uh, look, I know what's going to happen. Can I, uh, can I roll a joint and just try to quell the inner demons? And we thought that was pretty effective. And he's like, this is all sort of played as, like, Vigo's fever dream of, like, his interpretation of what how his son is. Oh wait, here comes, his, this is a shot Dave liked. This is a big, long techno yeah. pullback, one take, one shot. <clears throat> I just think it's hard boiled, never to cut out. We didn't cut the Keanu walking. <clears throat> you don't cut back to Alfie. You it's just also live our Steve it. McQueen shot. Check out the turtleneck. Yep, the tactile neck. <laughs> that was our goal. <laughs> the tactile neck. We wanted suits, but we're bringing back the turtleneck. You watch, it's gonna be a oh. thing. See, that's no cut. to teach you, kids. Don't fuck with a man's dog. Don't kill puppies. Lesson learned, kids. No apologies, no long diatribe, just a nine millimeter to the occipital lobe. <laughs> and we love the autofocus. That's, again, one of our favorite shots. Make the arrangements. Again. And here's the last little smoke, blow, puff of smoke. He's great. Again, employing our minimalistic sensibilities. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Hear the lobby music come in again. Let you know it's okay to laugh, laugh a little right. bit at what you just saw. Keanu's great too. Most, uh, again, a lot of action stars don't want to walk around with cuts on their noses and bruises and stuff. And Keanu was like, uh, no, I should. He's great. Yeah. I would have that. Yeah. No. Make me look fucked up. He looks great. Look at that. Yeah. I love those doors, by the way. That was like two grips on either side with like some <laughs> metal we found in the back yeah. just sliding them together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, the automatic doors. Again, real location in, uh, right off of Wall Street there. Mm -hmm. That was our car commercial shot. Yep. With our charger there. I think we wanted a Ferrari, but we couldn't <clears throat> afford a, a charger. Dodge, you have our emails. You can uh, send the check directly to Chad and Dave. There. Yep. Anytime you want to kick in for John Wick 2. Beautifully composed shot. Saying you look terrible. No, I look retired. This is another one of these it. scenes that is completely ADR'd because the train is like... A little loud. A little loud. I think both Willem and Keanu were lip reading for that scene. I mean, they can barely hear each other, and they're standing a foot away. <laughs> it's like most of Willem's scenes, he's like, guys, could you pick like locations I can actually perform in? <laughs> but, sir, you're so good. Yeah. Go what? I can't hear you. You have to, <laughs> to go, go home. home. <laughs> it's a very weird thing, too. By the end of the second act, we've kind of killed off our bad guys, so kind of where do you go? That's what was uh, a little different about this. The whole movie has a, as if you really go back and watch it, has a very different pacing than most action movies. We didn't have a big opener. We kind of close it out and then tell a story a little in reverse sometimes. Mm -hmm. Again, 
William's character, Marcus, lives uh, lives pretty well. Yeah. In the Upper East Side. Killing, killing business is good. And he's very, very proper, he is. Yep. You, you know, know, here that's he's a, that's kinda, a Bucherer watch, by the way. Carl F. Bucherer Carl watch. Carl F. Bucherer watch from Switzerland. Once again, uh, you guys can send the check to 8711. Nice. Carl F. Bucherer. Yeah. The preferred watch of John Wick. The, this is sort of the remix of um, Killing Strangers <sighs> that uh, Tyler had done on Tyler Manson's song. And so it became sort of thematic, and it was another one of the reasons why we liked it. There's also, uh, I think Derek Colson did a good job in the script, and we tried to adhere to it with the formality throughout the movie, whether it's suits or etiquette or this is John, how the people speak. This was actually uh, uh, Elizabeth, our editor, had intercut this in several different ways and um, laid the track underneath it and sort of kept the pace going because there were some three three dramatic scenes going on that are great but we you know you're kind of near the end of the movie you need to build and so she had created sort of this intercut version which was great and we finally get to see Vigo a little unhinged and at the same time we see John making a decision we're just kind of tying up everything here yeah because this scene standalone is great but it took John out of the film again it's better to tie him in in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> no one spits as good as Willem Dafoe. I love, I mean, we had actors that just committed and went for it and understood what we were trying to do. And, Willem you know, kept Willem, wanting more like, blood. Sure, I'll spit out the blood. You want the classic? Yeah, do the classic. I want the classic blood, yeah. the faces. Yeah. You wanted, this is Michael's big chance to go off a little bit. And we, we wanted the tattoos and all the stuff. It was good. Get to see the man uh, Vigo was to rise to yeah. power. Look at that look. I love Willem Dafoe. And he's quite catty. Still a very avid yoga practitioner. Who's As more you can than, just see, his yeah. yoga techniques are amazing. <laughs> I don't know what his type yoga of yoga is that deadly. is, but uh, he's very fit, so he's very, very game when he learns choreography. I mean, he really learned that in a yeah. day. So. And this is Michael's big action sequence. Oh, wait. Better make sure. And again, uh, the neighbors don't call the police. Well played, well played old friend. <laughs> <laughs> There's a quick, that was a stolen shot on the night we shot Red Circle. Yep. Nobody look, we're gonna whip a car around. Michael did bring up the idea of hats. Which he looks pretty good in. Kill the chopper. That's our cameraman on a small platform. <laughs> Rigged to the car. <laughs> now he's gonna get off and he uses steady cam. Oh look. And that was follow. our first first camera, Greg. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Managed to hold on to the car fairly well. Yep, yeah, actually got in a fight with the line producer over that shot. <laughs> You're wasting time! Uh, you know, he's probably right. <laughs> but it stayed in the movie. But it's in the movie. Little creep push-ins we love. Yeah. Got him right through the tie. I hate this tie. <laughs> hmm. 
I'm just gonna sit. Take a break. Now, who's gonna call, Vigo or Winston? <laughs> right in Central Park, thought this location was outstanding. They thought we were crazy for shooting at night in Central Park, but uh, look at it. Yeah, and I mean, it, it just goes back to we were making, you know, a graphic novel. And this is funny, this sort of choreographed one shot. I remember everyone saying, Didn't, wouldn't they have all shot each other? And I'm like, no. They're very good shots, and you'd be surprised what the bullet stopper the cranium is for 22 caliber. And that was actually Adrian Palicki falling down. Yeah. She did a good job. And then our man, David Patrick Kelly. Sort of bringing back, uh, you know, The Undertaker. Yep. By the way, we had to shovel the, the back oh of that. Oh, my God, I forgot snow. that. It was snow. That was like ground. eight of us with snow shovels clearing out the fountain. Yep. Breaking <laughs> union rules. Yep. Oops. Sorry, New York. Prop department. We had one prop guy. He's like, okay, you can help. Just don't tell anybody. Yep, no job too big or too small for directors. Again, love our aerials. This there you can see Steiner Studios there in the background. Yeah, this is Brooklyn Naval Yard. Yeah, I got your cigarettes. <laughs> John Wick with so, the sudden lightning strike. We were uh, uh, kind of joking yeah. with our visual effects company. Can you add lightning in the background? And they were like, sure. So spin, like, uh -huh. spin did our effects. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do lightning. Watch this. I'm going to create a motif with it. Real Once puddles. again, another sort of cue. It's not, it's a heightened reality. This is our car foo. So Darren Prescott, he's our contemporary and as a stunt coordinator and a second unit director. He had pitched us the sequence of sort of this car foo. You know, we couldn't do an elaborated car chase, you know, through the streets. So we did this sort of demolition derby style car sequence where John is using his car as a weapon and he's, you know, using his guns and car together. And we're like, that's a great idea. Let's, let's up, do that. Let's Good do job, that. Darren. Yeah, where were you? Thanks for one. showing up for work. Darren and uh, we, we all started in the stunt business together, Jesus, 24 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, There's every stitch of um, car stuff we have is in this. I mean, we didn't have one wasted frame. I think we, we only had four days to do all this Four stuff. days to shoot it. The tracking shots, the pushing and pulling, like everything. Everything in this easy pit maneuver here. It's a great idea. Oof. That'll hurt you. All Reeves, by the yeah, way, there. Keanu Reeves sliding cars and backing up, burning some rubber. And uh, let's hit a stunt like with a car. People love this. People remember it. I think when you create action, you you got to come up with like iconic gags, ideas, yeah, iconic right. gags instead of just shoe leather. And um, Darren did a great job of pitching us, pitching us. Yes, yeah. the stunt guy, the stunt guys go to. This was, uh, oh, my head through the window. And Keanu looking tough there. He was having so much fun. <laughs> One thing. <laughs> he was having so much fun. <laughs> if you want Keanu Reeves in your movie, tell him he gets to shoot guns, do judo, and slide cars. This is him, really. So drifting. Yeah, that's all Keanu. Yep. We just wanted to, to let people know, like, he's, he's the guy, you know? And it helps bring believability to the character. 
and in uh, real life, he's a fantastic motorcycle rider who uh, loves to drive cars. Once again, now this is sort of um, Dean Winters. Dean's shining Shit. moment, you know, giving us this last punchline. Russian cocksucker. We liked it. Yeah. We um, it, it didn't. We didn't get a lot of people were laughing. We we're not sure why he's laughing. I guess because Dean had done all those mayhem commercials, <laughs> you know, car insurance, and then to have death by car was pretty funny. <laughs> we we were reminded of that in post. And we're like, oh, that is pretty funny. And uh, Dean's doing really well right now too. I guess. He's great. Ooh, mayhem is down. <laughs> uh, he makes me laugh all the time. You can watch him go, oh, run over. There's a little bit of a CG Dean. That was winner. actually Dean. Another <laughs> <laughs> reflection shot we actually got. So these dry docks, if you see them, I mean, maybe it is pretty amazing when you're standing there and you see like two-story drop of a yeah, car. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, we try to stay fairly real that cars don't actually blow up into huge fireballs when they crash. Um, they don't. But the rain apparently happens really fast. Yeah, that's because uh, <laughs> we wanted because... rain, but it just wouldn't rain when we wanted it to rain. So we had that kind of. Add in a little and there was there. a little bit of we ran out of money. Hey, hold on, there's our one helicopter shot. Yep, that helicopter. We actually got a helicopter two days. Yep. And we, we had got a, it so out we of focus in the background. <laughs> we needed it in one shot. <laughs> it just was in a bad spot to do it. Now this is interesting because it's literally right above freezing. They almost told us we couldn't have rain because it would freeze in the pipes, and we kept asking Keanu, "Do you want to do this in rain? Do you want?" Oh, we got to do it in rain. We got to do it in rain. And like, but it's. 38 degrees out. So him and uh, Michael decided, yeah, they're gonna do it in the rain. So what you don't see is them absolutely shaking in their in their wardrobe. Between every every take, they'd go back in the tent. We'd try to heat them up. No, I mean they. It, uh, was, it was a tough. Three it days. was a tough three days, and they were troopers because um, most stunt guys couldn't have gone through that. I know, and freaking freezing. Dave and I just couldn't take it because we were so warm in the heating tent. Yeah, my Sorel boots were. Uh, I mean, I was sweating. It was really uncomfortable. I actually had to take a few layers off. A couple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, why? <laughs> you got two pair of gloves on. <laughs> Again, this is Michael adding in those little moments. <laughs> The fight was actually choreographed to be a lot longer, but then it's always that sustained belief of, you know, we got Keanu Reeves fighting, you know, our older Russian guys, so we didn't want to go too crazy into the choreography here. No, and but you know, it, it, that wasn't really the story, you know. The, it was really time for Vigo to meet his, meet his maker, fulfill his karmic debt. And, um... He really wouldn't have been a formidable opponent in the sense that John Wick is the boogeyman who just killed 84 people. Yeah. It was just, uh, again, a little different. Yeah. Hopefully we, we gave enough Top action shot. and, yeah, and then we just wanted to go, okay, let's end it. But we you know we had the techno crane out there that night, and so we got a lot of really interesting shots that just added scope to the movie and you know fighting for the rain on this type of budget i mean i know why they fought us it was logistically a pain in the ass but it sort of adds that epic feel you know epic yeah 
I think, um, you know, we look back to uh, our influences of, like, Kurosawa, and every film he ever did had heat, cold, All the... rain, fog, snow, sand. Add the elements. When you can add the elements, add the elements. It just adds a different layer. And it is in a massive pain in the ass, but visually, I think it always holds up. <clears throat> and here's this next shot's one of my favorite shots in the movie, too. And we couldn't use it in its entirety because of the way we actually ended up cutting the ending, but it's pretty awesome. And, and he looks like the boogeyman yeah. personified. Yeah, and our editor had the fastest pair of scissors you'll ever see. Thank God. Can't turn your back on her for a second. We're lucky we had her. Or we'd be watching the two hour and 20 minute version. Yeah, we'd still be in the first act. <laughs> yeah. Directing's a lot about self-love. And this is one of my favorite parts. I love this. Keanu Reeves looks great, all bloody. That is actually a fish um, market, right? Not a fish market, but it's a uh, fish uh, bring the fish. cannery or yeah. something. I mean, it smelled right. horrible. And we shot there because we were actually shooting part of the killing of Yosef. So we made this into like a makeshift vet's office, but um, sort of fits the A lot of fish that's on the floor of, right here. Uh, and when we, a uh, couple cages and some stuff, and look, it's a vet. And by the way, this is like a three-hour scene right here. <laughs> it's like... But literally, they were trying to shut us down, and we managed to get the shots. Two camera guys going crazy. That's one of the, uh, it is the most handheldy shot in the whole movie. Yeah, and we went to the sort of jump-cutty, montage impressionistic, um, you see in all the Bourne movies. and That's actually a stitch stapler, not many. Hopefully, I've seen those. It's for veterinary use, or for... oh, people's too. Yeah, Maybe that's what then you get with some in your head. Yeah, but I think I got them the old-fashioned way, like the guy huh. doing it. What with the stapler? No, with the... oh, stitches. Yeah, stitches. No, no, I was talking about staples. Oh, I thought you had staples in your head. I may have. I might have been out at that point. Dave was fully in charge of the dogs, so I think. Uh... Just what was this one's name? Blue? Ice. Ice. Yeah. And it's sort of a symbolic, you know, plus we uh, we think that the pit bull has been wrongly... Um, yeah, Ice Ice accused. couldn't walk a straight line. I give that to Ice. Ice is a puppy. That, I mean, Daisy ice, uh, couldn't walk a straight line. We this needed, took we like didn't have five bacon. takes to get that. The, the dog would not walk a straight line without trying we to hump Keanu's bacon. leg. We forgot <laughs> We did not bacon. have bacon. Forgot bacon in the pocket. It would have been a great Daisy shot. Daisy was rough, but Ice was rougher. Yeah. Here's our, more of our aerials. Derek. Uh, Derek Cole said aerials are great. Great. Basil's Basil. Basil. I want to thank him for uh, getting this yeah, done. Dave Leach. PGA. I'm in the PGA Pro now. Professional golf tour. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. I everyone asks us about Eva Long Longoria. Yeah. Never met her. Haven't met her. But yeah, we thank her but we for thank uh, her writing a check. For, yeah, she yeah. helped uh, help financially produce the movie. So thank yeah. you, Eva. Mm -hmm. Eva. Those are uh, Palm Star guys that helped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These guys are all good. Some other executive yep. producers <laughs> that we kind of met. And more. And oh, oh our DP. That is somebody that was on the movie. Him. There you go. There's Dan. Yep, Dan. Elizabeth. Yay. Okay. Editor. Luca, Luca. That's the suit guy. Yes. Great costumes. Uh, oh. We 
kind of met those guys. <laughs> Tyler Bates, Joel, and La Castlevania. Uh, if you guys ever need scoring on a movie, that's a guy. Our yeah. ultimate supervisor, John Houlihan. There's Jake. Yep. Jake's still still sore from us. Um, wow. Casting directors Castings were great. Amazing, yeah. obviously. Yeah. You can Keanu see Reeves. Um, he's the man. What can you say? Here's our Grease uh, titles. We Grease call is the them word. Grease. Grease is the word. <laughs> Michael Nyquist. <laughs> awesome. Alfie Allen. I don't know what more there is to say. We had a great cast. Thanks for watching. Um, we were super fortunate to, uh, to be given the opportunity. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. A lot of people to thank, um, but... Pretty much everyone know. in the movie and everyone yeah. that's put up with us for the last yeah. 20 years. <laughs> so... And, and for summit, our, uh, summit for putting this out. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for everyone in the booth looking at us right now to wrap this up, our, like, our okay. post-commentary team, yep. Josh Orrick, the legal staff of Lionsgate, <laughs> and everyone here at uh, Margarita Mix. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening and watching. Yeah. Oh, there's our. We'll AD see you staff. on uh, John Wick too. Oh yeah. Wait. Uh, uh, hey, hold on. John Saunders <laughs> and Jeremy Marks. They're the guys that actually made sure we showed up on. There's time. Darren. Um, second if you unit need director. a great second unit director, that's that's Darren Prescott. Yep. yep. Mike Tinger. Mike Tinger came out in the end. He was good. Yeah. He got it done. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of work. All right. We're still here. Are talking. we good? Keep going. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right.